Welcome to the Self-Publishing Queen podcast. My name is Josiane Fortin and I'm a self-published author. I'm obsessed with helping and motivating writers to publish their books and share their gift with the world. My goal with this podcast is to inspire you to take action and be the writer you want to be. Let's go! Hello, writers. I'm Josiane Fortin, and today I'm interviewing Eric Jackson. So Eric has recently self-published his first book, so that's really exciting. It's called Feral Christian. And so, Eric, tell us a little bit about you. Well, thank, first of all, thank you for having me on. This is exciting. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to be on. I mean, a little bit about me is, um, I, so I'm a pastor. I live in the, the north woods of Wisconsin, so I live um, pretty pretty much as far north as you can get in, uh, in America. And so, um, you know, small towns. And um, as far as being a pastor goes, I've, I've taken a pretty strange route to get here. And so I'm, I'm probably not going to be your normal pastor. Um, you know, a lot of times people, when, when they're younger, you know, they, they feel like, okay, God told them to be a pastor and they knew when they were like 18 and they, they went that route. And that was definitely not the route that I went. Um, I was a, I went to college to become a sign language interpreter. Um, I did that for a couple years. I, I really enjoy, I've always loved communication. That's always been something that has been a passion of mine. Even when I was in high school, you know, I was in a band and, and it was writing songs and then it became um, you know, sign language and, and the process of interpreting was always fascinating for me. This idea that you're going to take something, a concept from one language and, and somehow make it make sense in another language and take these things. That has always been just incredibly fascinating for me. And so I did that for a few years and really enjoyed it. But I hit this wall because as an interpreter, what happens is like your goal is to be invisible. Like that's your goal is, is I don't add anything to the message. I don't take anything away. It's just, um, you know, and so I was, I was in the school system and I was, I was interpreting in, in like public schools. And I just got to this point where I was like, man, I, I feel like I've got ideas, but there's just no way to express them. Cause I would be, I, I would be doing a bad job if I started to implement my thoughts and ideas into this. And so that's when I knew, okay, I, I, I think, you know, I think I want to be a teacher. So I, so I was, uh, I went back to school. I, I, I got a, a bachelor's in like human development. It was like a lot of, of that stuff. And it was at that point where there was an opportunity to be um, a youth and children's kind of leader at the church I was going to. And I thought, hey, this is going to be a good way to kind of practice for what I'm going to do in, in the future. And I, and I really thought it was a short little stint. Um, and it just became this process where I just felt like I needed to take another step um, in, in, you know, my faith journey um, of what I, what I thought God was telling me to do. And, and all of a sudden, I'm, I'm here. And so it, it's been a very strange journey. Um, I like it. I've never been somebody who's normal in really any kind of way. <laughs> so it, it, I'm, not, I'm not your normal pastor. So, I mean... So that's where, so now, you know, again, it's just, I find myself, wow, okay, so here I am, I'm, I'm the lead pastor of, of an amazing church uh, way up in Wisconsin, and so, um, you know, that's what I do, um, and, and that's, that's where I'm at right now. So, I mean, that's a little bit more about me. I mean, I've got, got an amazing wife, I've got two bulldogs um, that are 
exactly what you would think of when you think of bulldogs and so um they keep me pretty busy and so um yeah it's a little bit more about me and like i want to know i always love hearing like why would you start to decide to write like your first book because we know those who've done it like how much work it is and how much time it takes so why did you decide to do it yeah i mean that's a great question you know for me it um th this book it, it it had so many different um i guess processes to it that it was it was amazing because it was it it, it like started you know it, a book always starts as an idea just as like a I, I've got this concept that that I think is really important that I think other people will connect with. And I think there's more people than just me that feel this, but I don't know if they can articulate it. And and that was that was kind of what started with this whole thing is as I would talk to people, you know, how my brain works is I tend to see patterns. So I like I can see like, wow, there's this pattern of when I talk to people, everybody is feeling restless in in this same kind of way and i'm seeing this but nobody can really put their finger on what this is and and so even as like a teenager i you know growing up in the church it was like i was starting to see these patterns of just this overall frustration in a lot of people that i was feeling too and and just with my ability to communicate it was like I was, I was just starting to process, okay, how can I put this into words um, and how can I, and I actually put like a, some sort of a visual to this so people have something to hold on to so that they can say, yes, that's it. That's, that's what I'm feeling. And so that was, that's been rolling around in my head for, you know, maybe 10, 15 years. Um, and, and so then I started writing it. I mean, Ooh, that was like five years ago, I started writing it. And it was like, I was writing it much more in a, in a, in a frustrated place to where it was not like I had any idea that I was going to publish this. It was just like, I need to vent. I need to get this out. And, and so I started writing it and then it wasn't, I, I put it on the shelf for like two years and, and didn't think about it. And it wasn't until like I'd matured a little bit, I'd gotten to a better place that I went back and I basically, I didn't rewrite it, but I, I really sanded down the sharp edges because um, I was able to take those kind of raw thoughts and emotions and make them much more constructive in, in a healthier place. And it was at that time that I thought, hey, this, this actually is ready for people to to read it and hopefully give them something to connect to and so yeah. that was kind of my process again nothing i do is normal so that's probably not the normal <laughs> way that people would do it but that was how i don't it think there's a normal way when you are a creative and you have something to share i don't think there's like that's this one pattern and i really like that you put your finger on that because a lot of writers probably think they're different or some like most of the time we don't know other writers and so we feel like we're weird people but no like we're all unique in our own ways and we each do our own things and i'm very curious to like for you to explain what what the title means because english is my second language and feral christian like feral i don't really know what you mean by that so yeah can you explain that Absolutely. Well, and I, 
You're not alone. I, I picked that title purposefully because I wanted it to be something that, that people kind of was like, what? When they read it, that was, that was my goal because, <laughs> that's what um, I did. like what? <laughs> yes. So that, that's the whole point is, is I, I wanted it to be something that made people go, what, what on earth? Because I've always loved this idea of, of taking um, a word that has had negative, like a negative connotation. And we only think of the negative parts of it and, and force us to look at in what ways is this an actual positive? And so, you know, when you, when you look at the word feral, all it really means when you, when you look up the actual definition of, of what a, a feral animal is, is it's an animal that, that acts in a way that is appropriate for its species to act. And in, in, in a natural environment, this is the appropriate way for that species to act. So you look at something like a feral cat and, they're acting appropriate to what an, a cat should act like when it is in its natural environment. When it's in the place that it was made to be in, it's, an it's just acting the way it's supposed to. It's when you move it into a domesticated state that that then becomes a negative. And so for me, it was, you know, I, I talked a little bit about just this frustration that I was feeling. And that, that, was, that was what I was trying to put some sort of visual to is this idea that that so many you know christians that i talked to felt that way that like the more they tried to act in a way that really made sense to what the bible said the more they felt out of place inside of kind of the, the church and so my wife and i we got this cat when when we first got married and it was uh it was a, a Maine Coon mix. It was just this huge fluffy cat. And when I looked at it, it was so funny because it was like, it still wanted to be a cat. Like when it saw a bug, like it wanted to catch it. And you could see that there was something inside of it that like remembered that like it had, it was a cat that had like instincts and was supposed to be able to do these things. Yeah. But it had like all of these instincts had been bred out of it. So you, it was just, it seemed so confused in its own skin. Like it seemed so <laughs> like, I want to be this cat. I want to be able to jump high. I want to be able to catch bugs. I want to, but every time it tried, it was just so clumsy because it's like over generations, it never needed to use these. And it was like, when I saw that and I saw that, like, it was like all these things that it was supposed to have, like it had this big fluffy fur that was supposed to keep it warm in the winter, but it's like now it's just a nuisance. We it's getting knots and mats in it all the time, and I remember looking at it and just seeing how confused this cat looked as to like what am I? Am I a cat or am I not? That was the <laughs> that was the moment that I finally said like, oh, like that's that's the visual I've been looking for to yeah. give people something to say yes, this is my frustration. And so it was in that, that I was like, you know, when I was looking at the title of this book, I was like, I'm going to just go with Farrell. And, you know, I had a lot of people go like, don't go with that. That's a really bad title. But for me, it just, it meant a lot because overall, I, I didn't want to write the book just because everybody would like it and I would become famous or anything. I wanted to write this book for people 
who desperately needed uh, some way to connect the frustration that they were feeling. Yeah. And so this is who it's for. And I feel like that kind of person, even just reading the title, would go, oh, maybe that's me. Maybe this is you know, the, the, the visual I've been looking to connect with. Did you decide on the title before writing the book or is it something that came up while you were writing up the, the book? I, it was definitely way before the book was finished, um, but it was, I had some of the core concepts of, of the book figured out, but it wasn't until I got that main visual, you know, because I'm, I'm a very visual person. So it was like, I, I know I've got all these concepts. I've got all these thoughts. I have points that I want to bring forward, but I needed that all encompassing picture. I needed that. This is, this is what wraps it all up. And once, once I got that, once it was the idea of, of a, you know, an animal that has been pulled out of its natural habitat, put into a domesticated habitat, and then kind of shamed for acting the way it was made to act simply because it had been put in a, a place that it didn't really belong. Once I got that, then I knew like, that's going to be the title. And so that was, that gave me something to, you know, as I wrote the rest of the book, that was the unifying force is I wanted everything yeah. that I wrote to connect to that. Okay. And then like, what do you, one day you just said, okay, my book is ready and I want to self-publish and share it with the world. And what was the hardest thing once your manuscript was finished for like becoming that self-published author? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was patience. I don't have a lot of patience and, and it was, <laughs> it was just learning like the process. It was, you know, I'm somebody that I just, I go all in when I'm going to do something. It just, this is what I'm doing. And um, I, I like things where it's like the more time and energy you put in, the more results you get. And this was a process where it was truly like there, it was just going to take time, no matter how much I wanted to work at it and push it forward. Um, I, I was going to need to just be patient and let things happen. And I'm not the best at that. So for me, it was just that understanding that it, it, there was a while where it felt like there was always going to be one more step. Like every time I thought like, okay, <laughs> we're it's ready to go. There's going to be one more step that you got to go, okay, let's do this. Uh, before we get going. And so for me, that was the hardest part is just trusting the process, trusting that it's going to happen, um, you know, and, and just, just being patient. It, you yeah. have to be patient to, to see it through to the end. What platform did you choose? Did you self-publish on Amazon? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I, to me, it made the most sense. Um, it's, it's funny because you know, I think what, what holds so many people back from self-publishing is you kind of have the, this fear that, you know, you're going to become that guy that like, you know, I, I just, for me, it was like, when I went into it, I was like, I just don't want to be that person that has like 2000 copies of my book in my basement for the rest of my life. Like that was just, <laughs> that was the thing I didn't want to be. And, and cause going into it, I was like, I don't even know, you know, I don't know how, how this is all going to go. I just know I need to do this. And so for me, um, the way that Amazon worked where it's like, look, you know, when somebody orders it, we'll print it, we'll ship it. And you can order, you know, just small quantities of your books at a time. To me, that was just, uh, okay, 
I, I, I won't be that guy that has 2000 bucks just sitting in my basement when I'm, you know, 60 years old. Yeah. So I, then, Amazon like works When you well. die, your kids, like just dig those up and put them in the trash. <laughs> That's exactly. I just didn't, I didn't want to be that, you know, for me, it was, I wanted to let this book be what it needed to be. And if it, if there was only 20 people who needed to read this, then I wanted to be okay with the fact that only 20 people are going to read this. And so it was very important to me to, to do this in such a way that I did not need to make anything happen that just wasn't supposed to happen. Um, and so for me with Amazon, it just, it worked out well because it was like, look, the the people who really need to read this, they can get it. I, you know, the pricing is good and all that, but I don't have to be, you know, just trying to like, please, somebody, would you take some of these off my hands? Um, so yeah, so that was why I went with Amazon. Okay. And what advice would you give to someone who's looking to self-publish? Man, I think, so when I first became a pastor and, and a lead pastor, and I, I asked just advice on that. And I was like, who, can you guys give me some advice on, on being a pastor? Cause this, it's one of those jobs that's like, you know, it's hard to really know how to do it well. And somebody gave me a piece of advice that um, I've applied to everything. And I think it applies here is they said, run with the runners. And, and they basically said, find the people who actually want to like go and do something and, and, and start to like, just have those people be your tribe and, and go with them because you're always going to have the people who are pointing at the negatives and saying why this isn't going to work or whatever. And if you hang around with those people, you just, you're going to get stuck. And so I've, I've really tried to follow that advice in all, all aspects of my life is find the people who actually want to go do something and, and want to be a part of it. And, and, and really surround yourself and keep pace with those, those people. And so for me, it was finding who in my life really believes in this. You know, when, when I share this, this idea, who is like, oh, whatever, and just kind of scoffs it off. And who's like, whoa, really? I think that's really important. And, and so it, for me, it was just making sure that, that those are the people that I really let in during this season because for me it was like there were times where like I wanted to just give up where I was like I'm done yeah. and and to to make sure I was surrounded with the people who believed in it and the people who wanted to see it happen um and and for me it, it surprised me because there's there's people who I thought for sure were going to be my biggest supporter that really just didn't seem to care that much and you're like <laughs> oh man that that kind of hurts but then there were other people who just kind of came out of nowhere who were just yeah. such big supporters. And so for me, it was just being like, okay, well then I'm going to pay attention to those people because that's what really helped me to the finish line was, was being surrounded with people who really believed in what I was doing. Yeah. And do you promote your book at all? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I do podcasts and things like okay. that, but I also do my own podcast um, as a way to just, continue to spread the word and it's funny because you know my the reason I started the podcast is because I wanted the people who read the book and 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 connected with it I, I didn't want to just leave them and say okay figure it out 
I wanted it, there to be another step for them to stay connected with other people. And, you know, to me, connection is just is so important. It's one of the most important things in this life. And so, you know, I really thought, okay, the people who read the book, I, I want them to have somewhere to go to continue it. But what I've actually found is it's the other way. There's a lot of people who are want to hear the podcast first. Yeah. And it's like, as they listen and they go, okay, you know, this guy sounds like he actually cares and, and that, that he has some, something to say, now I'll go and read the book. And so it's very different than what I expected, but that yeah. has become, you know, one of the best ways for me to promote it is just, hey, you can hear what I have to say. You can hear my heart. You can get a feel for who I am. And then, you know, you can decide, yeah, I want to read this book. So that, that's become one of the other ways to just not even purposefully promote it, but it just kind of happened. Yeah, that's what ended up happening. And make sure, like, I want to share the link to your podcast in the show notes. So we'll make sure that I, I get that and that I can put that in the show notes so that people, if they are interested to, to go check it out, they'll be able to do that. Absolutely, and yeah. <laughs> I'd like to know, like, do you promote yourself as a writer or it's more of an organic, hey, I'm this person and I wrote a book or is it right. like, I'm a writer? So like th this is, that's actually been one of the hardest things is like being a pastor and then releasing a book, that's actually been challenging to make sure, like it was really important for me to, to separate the two because I didn't want to use my, my platform as a pastor to be like, Hey, you have to, you have to buy my book. You know, I really wanted people to be able to say like, Hey, either I am interested in this or not. And so I do promote myself as a writer, more of just a way to separate it so that I'm not um, doing anything that can be considered shady in any way. And, and so for me, that's been really important to separate this is my time as a pastor. This is, this is what I do. And okay, this is my time as a writer. And this is what I do. And, you know, for me, just to have the, the freedom and the place to create um, really organically is important because, you know, as, as a pastor, I'm working with the board and, and, and there's a lot, I, I can't just go and say, here's what I feel like saying today. So I'm going to say it. So I have to be much more controlled and much more um, conscious of everything. And so to, to be able to separate that and say, okay, but I've got this avenue where, you know, I can, I can just write a song that I don't have to worry about, um, you know, how people are going to take it or not. I can just write it and I can uh, write a blog that just is just a passion project. And I don't have to worry about, you know, okay, how is everyone, you know, is, is this going to affect this, this or this? So that's what, for me, it helps to be able to separate it, to be like, yeah. okay, here's my, here's my writer Facebook page. Here's my writer mm -hmm. Instagram. Um, and, and then my pastor, you know, role can be separate yeah. than that. So that's helped me out. So your persona as a writer has more freedom because you're not attached to like external expectations of what, yes. how you should behave and what you should say. So. Yes. Okay, that's well, a good yeah. to, to go ahead. No, no, I yeah. So as a pastor, it's what if I say something as you know a pastor of this church, the, so that's going to represent the church. So if I say something wrong and I go back and go, ah, oh, I was, 
that, that wasn't right. I said something in the moment. And, and now that I think about it, that was not the right thing to say. That doesn't just impact me. That impacts the church. So I got to be much more careful where, you know, when I go to just my, my you know, the author, the creator, whatever, if, if I say something and I go back and go, hey, I messed that up, you know, that's really just on me. And so that does give me a little bit more freedom to, um, you know, just speak from my, my heart and just create from, from passion. Um, and so for me, it's been very freeing just to have that, that separate avenue to do that. Yeah. And after writing this first book, like, do you plan to write more books? Yeah, it's, I, I did not think I would enjoy it as much as I do, but for me, it just goes back to the communication. And um, to me, writing is such a great way to communicate because it gives you time to really build a, a visual and an experience of, of what you're trying to, to do. So I've just, I'm just in the beginning stages of, of what I want my next book to be. And, um, and I'm excited about it because it's going to be very, very different um, than Feral Christian. Feral Christian is pretty straightforward as far as just chapters. It usually starts out with an example from my life and, you know, goes into what the Bible says and, and then goes into the visual of, of the feral animal. This next one is going to be a little bit more. I'm going to challenge myself as far as, um, it's going to take an overall story from the Bible. Um, and then I'm going to give an overall story of my life that mirrors it. And then I'm going to really try to make it mirror the reader. So each chapter is going to be basically the Bible story written very creatively with some license taken. And then it's going to be, you know, how an experience in my life that mirrors it. And then the, the last part is going to be, okay, here's how this is probably being mirrored in your life and mm -hmm. just go through the whole story that way. And so I'm pretty excited. I've got the overall outline done. And okay. so now it's just really going in and actually making it into a story. So um, I'm excited about it though. And, and it's giving me a good creative outlet. So not, I have no idea how long it'll take me to finish it. Yeah, but, that was, um, I was going to ask you, like, did you give yourself a deadline to make sure that you put some time in like working on it? No, but, but maybe I should, that might be a, that might be a good thing um, to, to do. But for me, it's more of a, I am more of a feast or famine person. I'm not great at like, Hey, I'm going to put in, you know, an hour every day for whatever. I'm like, you know, I'm just feeling it today and I got eight hours. So I'm, I'm putting eight hours into it. That's the way I've got a little bit more of that personality of, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do it, but I, I'm a little different too, to where like most of my work is done just mentally is I'm constantly just in my brain working it through of like, how's this going to work and yeah. what's the overall goal. So when it's time to sit down and write, it's like, I can usually just really get a ton done because my brain has just been working it through for months trying to figure yeah. it out. I, I relate to that so much because like I remember and it's uh, in university we had to write a paper and then like the paper would just start like being created in my mind and so when I actually sat down to write it it was all there but do you stop and take notes or you just let it like um, go in your brain and just 
have the ideas floating around. Some people say like you need to write your ideas and others are just like, I'll remember whenever I get to it. Yeah, I definitely write down major things just in my phone. And it, like I've got, I've got a bunch of random notes in my phone and none of them make any sense. It takes me a long <laughs> time to usually figure out because I'm usually doing something else. And so it, it'll just be, you know, this, this random one sentence that doesn't really make sense. And I got to, when I go back to look at it, I got to refigure out like, what was I even talking about? So I do a lot of that where it's just a quick, like, <laughs> Hey, this is a big thing. I don't do it for everything, but if it's something where it's like, Oh, that's, that's like a major thing. I want to make sure that I spend some time on, I'll write a quick note um, in there. I mean, the problem is I don't always go back and check it to like read it. But um, usually for me, if I write it down, then I remember it. So I don't even have to go back. So a lot of times it's the act of just like stopping what I'm doing and taking the time to type it into a note in my phone um, that then when it comes time to write, I'm like, I'll just remember it. Thank you. That was so awesome. Thanks for being on the podcast, Eric. And uh, if people want to know more about your book, about your podcast, where can they connect with you? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me on. This is this is awesome. So, I mean, the my website is just theferalchristian.com. So pretty easy. And and at that there, you can get to my podcast. You can get to my my book. Um, you can get to my blog. Um, but I mean, otherwise, Amazon's the the way to get it. And just type in Feral Christian. It'll be the first thing that pops up. Um, my podcast is the feral Christian podcast. <laughs> and so you can see it's, it's pretty easy to find where, yeah. what I'm about. Um, and so the same thing, my, my blogs on medium, if you just type in, you know, feral Christian, that's, that's going to be me. You're going to see that. And so, um, but I, I'll send you the links as well, but, um, yeah, that's going to be the easiest way is to just, um, listen to the podcast and, and if you want to check out the book, Amazon's going to be the easiest place. Um, it's got the ebook as well as the paperback. So um, yeah, that's, that's the easiest way to keep in touch with me. And I'd love to hear from you. If, if, if one of your listeners like, Hey, I, I want to find a way to identify with some of the frustrations I'm feeling. I would love to my contacts right on my website. Awesome. Thank you so much, Eric. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving me a review. If you are ready to publish your book, let me take your hand in my course, How to Self-Publish on Amazon. I will show you every step you need to take to successfully go through the publishing process on the platform. Keep on writing, 